Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to level 352 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Yeah, just just Noza. Just me and you. Just us friends doing geek news. And full disclosure, uh, getting, getting an episode out with me uh, because I've got some vacation planned. And even though there's uh, two guest episodes that have been recorded and are sitting there, I haven't had time to edit. And also realized, guys, if I don't, if I don't catch up on the the news on the regs then we fall way behind and it's it's uh, all sorts of all sorts of work and craziness so i figured hey i'll just uh, the the saturday before i go off on a crazy whirlwind week of vacation i'll just drop all the news for yous and for me's i guess <laughs> just to have an have an episode and continue this weird almost seven years running uh weekly podcast that i've done <laughs> still can't wrap my brain around it but it's a thing and i appreciate each and every one of you that listen on the regular or on the on the irregular <laughs> if, you, if you're listening i say thank you well we're just gonna gonna do the news get her done and then uh move on and the the good news is there are two guest episodes recorded like i said uh an Ant-Man and the wasp quantumania spoiler review with blue which is like half edited so that's probably like the next episode that's going to go up and then uh a, a spider-man across the spider-verse spoiler review which uh has just recorded as of last night not edited in any way shape or form but like two and a half hours of spidey talk with a uh, host blue myself and then a special guest that you'll find out when it comes i'm really really excited also want to allow a little bit of time to pass because uh, that movie's rad and wonderful and i want to give people a chance to watch it whereas like quantumania we waited till it came out on disney plus and that seems to be a nice model i sort of like that one wait until it's available for every single person at least if you have a disney plus subscription so yeah got some uh got some spoiler reviews coming and uh actually me and me and blue originally had planned to record on wednesday we had a, a fun uh, Diversiverse that we were going to do, the, the not Return of the Diversiverse, because that's been the title of it, but the the second recording of a Diversiverse episode since we recorded a whole badass, awesome two-hour conversation, and then it wasn't edited at all. It was just a conversation for us, but we did all the work and all the diligence, so we're going to do it again at some point. We're going to do it on Wednesday, and then I realized I'm going to be out of town. We can't, so uh, I, I'm always fortunate that blue jumps on so many different times not just the, the every other wednesday with me so he'll be on those two spoiler reviews we'll get back to the to the everything and hopefully at some point danny will join us to talk about something i actually have a couple ideas for some torments that we could do and uh yeah there's all sorts of great things people have reached out to for some other episodes we'll see how it all shakes out but hey this little free ad free podcast for you ad-free because there are not enough Spotify users for uh, whatever happened with Anchor with Spotify for podcasters. But hey, if you're if you're on Spotify, just subscribe to the podcast or tell all your friends to do the Spotify to do it. I haven't I haven't had the, the heart to jump on my social media and just be like, hey, if you're on Spotify, can you do it? I should. Uh, but you know, right now, a week out or day out from vacation, I'm not going to. I'm just going to record some news and we're going to get to it. Starting with the triple F, 
the fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, where I call all the news from the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 and uh, and talk about it. Uh, I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. Do want to get some sleep. I do have some stuff to do, and I threw out my back today, so sitting in a chair isn't exactly my favorite position as of right now. So yeah, we'll get into it. I uh, It's chronological, so I just start with whoever posted news first since the last time we talked about it and everything that person does, then get on to the next person. So it starts with me. It always begins and ends with me, doesn't it? I guess that makes sense since I am the primary host of the podcast. But I did start by posting that uh, Mr. Darkside song from uh, Sub Radio. Really, really good cover of Mr. Brightside from The Killers. I like the way that they... They, uh, they changed the lyrics. I like the, the Stormtroopers rocking out with Darth Vader as the front man. And uh, it brought me joy. So I shared it with you to bring you joy as well. And if you didn't see it on uh, the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, hey, why aren't you a member? Why don't you do the Book of Faces? But if you don't, just look up uh, Mr. Darkside Sub Radio on the interwebs and you can see the goodness that is that video. It's really, really great. It's the entirety of the song. I've watched it several times. Always good to have things that bring you joy. Also, you may have seen uh, a Laugh It Up chat appear. You may have actually gotten an invite and all of a sudden seen some people talking. Not crazy. I, I like that it hasn't blown up where it's a hindrance or, or really like a really bother to people. But uh, if you see, there's a there's a chat with the group for the Facebook group. So uh, if you're if you want to talk or engage, that is there for you. Use it in whatever way, shape, or form. I may use it in the future for, for questions or ideas or whatnot. We shall see. But, uh, yeah, that popped up. And if, if you if it popped up for you and you don't like it, it has to be easy to just say, I don't want it, and remove yourself from it. No hard feelings. Live your best life. I also uh, posted up a Flash movie review, and mainly I posted it up because it was somebody not being completely like, oh, this is the best superhero that ever superheroed. And, yes, I am uh, I am. I'm I'm against uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash, uh, so yes, this movie's not for me. I'll see it at some point, and I'll try not to hate watch it. Uh, but I mean, honestly, like it, it seems I'm not alone in this universe with the way people feel about it. I've I've listened to to probably more views of this movie than I, I normally do, uh, and uh, not everybody's like it's the best. But there are people that genuinely enjoy it, and if you do. Good for you, and not in a, not in a, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his noodle, uh, oh, now, now Roman's gonna be mad at me, cause I can't, uh, Christopher Nolan directed those Batman movies, and it was not Jason Bateman playing Batman, it was Christian Bale, and not in a Christian Bale, good for you kind of way, just, uh, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and, uh, enjoyed so much, because uh, I think that iteration of the DC Universe is over and done but i don't know from things i heard i don't it's so messy man dc is so so messy in the film film world and uh yeah we did that that torment of the dcu which included every film before the flash um there's some movies that we really really liked uh i think that that torment turned out ever so lovely i've listened i should listen to it twice i just really uh sometimes enjoy the conversations with me and blue and danny but Really recent, level 350, Torment of the DC. It's uh, live action films, and yes, that means at some point we'll probably do DC uh, DC shows. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that all heads out. If you didn't see, I posted the news that the Incredible Hulk is now on Disney Plus. It's big news because the Hulk has been tied up with Universal. Universal 
has had a, the rights. Now I don't I don't know how the rights if they've completely transferred over to Marvel or just uh, the film is transferred over to Marvel, but it is a, a good sign of potentiality of Hulk storytelling in the future. Um, you know, it's it's hard to have an IP and and do stuff, you know. At, at one point Marvel was going bankrupt, so their their characters went to a lot of different places. Sony still has the Spider-Verse stuff, you know, and they're they're doing things with it but also collaborating with Marvel. Universal got the Hulk and the more um, the X-Men were at Fox and you know some of those things resolved themselves so like Disney buying Fox and blah 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 but yeah I, you know I, I would like for all of the characters to be under just one umbrella where they'd be available to tell stories um, but sometimes it's good for for characters to be out in other places so you get even more stories I really don't know the answer for it I do know you know the Hulk not getting to be a title character, just getting to be in other people's films. Uh, I would, I, I'm very curious to see what they would do if they did something like World War Hulk, or uh, I mean, they can't really do Planet Hulk because of Thor Ragnarok, the cinematic masterpiece that it is. But um, I would, I would be really curious to see if they could give us a really, really great Hulk story. And you know that Edward Norton Hulk movie? It's not the worst. It's definitely not my favorite. Definitely towards the bottom of the MCU films. But uh, I think it's I think it's interesting that it's available there, especially with characters from the Incredible Hulk returning, whether it's Abomination and She-Hulk, um, or you know, uh, freaking uh, Betty Ross and uh, Thunderbolt Ross getting more love, and then the leader showing up in uh, Captain America: Brave New World. So we shall see all those characters get their start in that second MCU film, the film that dropped after Iron Man. It probably didn't get as much love just because it had Iron Man to be compared to. And uh, it's on Disney Plus, so it's if you got the time, check it out. Worth a watch. I'll probably be giving it a rewatch at some point in my future. Not sure how near that future will be, but yeah, I'll definitely be giving it a rewatch, especially because it's been the one film the MCU that wasn't available. Now it is. So there... You go. I also posted a beginner's guide to Young Indiana Jones. Uh, it's a really good article. It's from Lucasfilm, uh, so it's not not some geek site. Comes straight straight from the makers, from the source. It's a it's a good little beginner's guide, uh, a primer, if you will. And that show is on Disney Plus, and I'm I'm hoping that lots and lots of people are engaging with it. Um, it's 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 hard when you have 22 hour and a half episodes. They took uh, two episodes and and put them all together. Uh, so it's like 44 episodes compressed into 22, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta deal with your time constraints and everything. That said, I think I'm seven or eight episodes in. I'm definitely on the point where uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is now Indiana Jones, and really really enjoy it. And reading that article uh, offers a lot of insight into what's going on. And uh, I mean, I'm always gonna take the opportunity to shout out the amazing badass wonderful indiana jones conversation that i got to have with my friend indy hat guy himself like indy like my buddy eddie is is the king of freaking uh of of indiana jones stuff in my mind and back in february february 5th uh, level 332 snakes mileage fortune and glory we talked all about indiana jones from the films to the show to to the theme parks it uh really really good time good conversation between two friends and uh, i'm hoping to have uh eddie on for more indie talk in the future and one of the things i would like to chat more with him about is the young indiana jones or the indiana jones chronicles if you will if you're old like me and remember when it first came out 
that's all the stuff for me that comes to to news that's posted by the marshal himself, Danny, uh, coming back from his honeymoon, just uh, surveying the greater fuzzball territories and dropping lots of new stuff. Although he dropped some new things when he was on his honeymoon. Shame on you. <laughs> oh, good for you in a Christian bail kind of way. Um, my name is Michael Kane. Uh, the first thing Danny posted was that the DGA struck a tentative deal with the AMPTP. Uh, there is concerns over some legalese language about consultation with directors before using AI. Uh, basically, the DGA had until June 23rd to vote. Uh, meanwhile, SAG-AFTRA is in negotiations, but also has a strike authorization vote of 98%. Apparently, those uh, those votes could go longer i haven't haven't really checked out like what what happened with the dga to be honest with you i guess i could quickly and you wouldn't even realize that i did it and through the magic of podcasting i have that information for you apparently they voted to ratify the new three-year contract 87 percent of the membership voted in favor uh, apparently it secures wages and global streaming residuals and safety diversity and creative rights um and uh, ai stuff and uh, they call it a historic deal uh, that for wages, work hours, residuals, AI. Um, so yeah, there you go. The the DGA is out, but we'll see what goes on with the ongoing Writers Guild strike and with uh, SAG-AFTRA. And uh, you know, it's already having ripple effects across the entertainment business, and uh, that stuff will continue, and it won't be over till it's over. And uh, we'll just have to deal with it. I don't. Hopefully, it doesn't end up as uh, as bad as like. The pandemic with uh, all the entertainment stuff but if everything shuts down you know what i mean directors are one thing but no no writers is difficult no actors is impossible so we'll just have to see how it all shakes out daniel posted the my adventures with superman trailer this is coming out july 6th on adult swim so very very soon for us in a matter of weeks uh it's going to be july 6th on adult swim and the next day july 7th on max danny's right that this has a retro look, um, but it also has shades of anime and even uh, some, some reminded me of the Invincible show on Amazon Prime. It looks really, really cool. I like young Clark Lois and Jimmy Olsen. I also like the, the little twist for Jimmy Olsen. I think all that looks rad, and I look forward to the show, and I will certainly be trying to watch the show with my younglings. And uh, maybe we'll get a new Superman fan. My oldest K is uh, why I really, really got back into being into Superman, and uh, it'd be it'd be neat, you know. So Spider Man, Batman, they get lots of love in the house. Buzz Lightyear for sure gets lots of love, but it'd be cool if uh, if Superman could uh, could could fall in there at least in some way, shape, or form. Daniel's posted Perry Mason canceled by HBO, so it got two seasons. Danny apparently loved the show. Lots of people loved the show. Uh, apparently it was a uh, rather expensive you know it's a, a period piece set in the 1930s i believe having no real recollection or memory of the original perry mason having not watched this um this reboot of the show but uh danny talked a lot about it and really liked it and is bummed by it and unfortunately that's just sometimes the way it goes with entertainment uh i i don't have much more to say about it than uh if you really really dug it i'm so sorry about your bad luck uh, also canceled, Young Rock and Grand Crew uh, were canceled by NBC, and I, you know, a lot of a lot of things get canceled. Uh, that Young Rock is another show that that Danny talked a lot about. I I have not watched any of it, <laughs> and uh, I don't even know what Grand Crew is, but I know that my buddy Darian said it was a good show. Uh, so you know, just because the show is good doesn't mean it's going to continue on. I would cite shows like Westworld and others. 
So, but in good news, a, a good show, a show that I think is freaking stupendous and wonderful, Superman and Lois was renewed for season four. It's, uh, I think this week we get the 13th episode of season three, which is the last episode of season three, and uh, we'll see what that what that portends. It, oh, this freaking season three has been so great, but so was season two and season one. I just, such a solid, solid Superman story. Um, and, and done really, really well and lovely. And even though in the CW exists in its own plane where it, it gets to be its own thing and it's so grounded and, and familial and just wonderful. And I'm very, very happy that the CW sees all that and is going to let us get one more season. And is that the last season? We won't know until we know. Uh, I know James kind of said that he could see it, you know, continuing on for a couple seasons. So maybe we'll get all the way to season five or six. We shall see. But everybody involved, you can tell, just loves this, and I, I'm so excited. And it's a show that me and me and Heather watch regularly. Uh, we don't allow too much time to pass before we catch an episode. And uh, good news, and our, it was nice to see the smile on my wife's face when I said they were getting season four, and she's like, "Oh yay, I like that show." And she's right, we like that show. Uh, there are a bunch of delays from the WGA strike, uh, specifically some Disney delays, uh, Avatar three. Moved to December 19th, 2025, with the fourth one going all the way to December 2029, December 21st to be specific, and the fifth movie to December 19th, 2031. And I see those dates and I'm like, oh, it's so far away. I'll still be alive, so, or famous last words, I suppose. But yeah, those Avatar movies are bumped. Uh, Moana was bumped to June 27th to 2025, uh, but within that we got some, some news that we're getting Star Wars films. Two in 2026, one May 22nd. One December 18th, and then uh, a third film December 17th, 2027. Lots of speculation about what film fits where. We don't have any confirmation of any of that. We just know we're getting three Star Wars films. Two in 2026, one in 2027. And the second I saw two films in 2026, I was like, wow, I thought I thought Solo was your big lesson. That, that two in a year was too much, but how quickly you forget when all of a sudden you're excited by the things that are coming. And granted, you know, they, they probably, 2025 was supposed to be the first movie. Things getting pushed back because of the strike. So they're just like, oh, let's just let's see how it works out. And uh, if it does work out, maybe, maybe it'll continue. I like the idea of a Star Wars film every two years, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, if they're, if they're all good, then I won't complain about lots of Star Wars content. Uh, the Fetty Alvarez Alien movie was apparently moved to August 16th, 2024. I, I don't know much about that. I think I had an idea that there was an alien movie being worked on, but yeah, there you go, Fetty Alvarez. Exciting. Uh, and then an also uh, an undated pushback for Captain America 4. That's August 2024. Uh, Thunderbolts is going into December 20th, 2024. Blade to February 14th, 2025. Fantastic Four to May 2nd, 2025. And Avengers King Dynasty... Uh, May 1st, 2026, with Secret Wars going to May 7th, 2027. So just things getting pushed back. Uh, but that allows more time to work on it, and they, they have to film it. And without the writers, they're not doing any filming. Things are paused, so inevitably things are going to push up, and this may not be the last time that we see dates changed. And for now, those are the dates. Uh, Daniel's posted of the Cops and Crooks toys from Chicken Fried Toys and Fresh Monkey Fiction. I know nothing about these toys. I know it's toys coming back and Danny excited. I know absolutely nothing about it, but I'm happy the Marshall is happy. And I'll leave it at that. 
Uh, Denny also did post a rest in power for John Romita Sr., the original John Romita at age 93. Age 93 is a whole bucket of win. But if you like Daredevil, Captain America, Amazing Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Wolverine, Punisher, and so much more, you can thank John Romita. I mean, heck, uh, so prolific. He actually gave us John Romita Jr., who's another amazing freaking comic writer, just creating another comic, comic um, or not writer, but uh, artist, uh, is, is something to be credited. But he's basically the artist credited for giving Marvel their house style. Uh, if you see images of superheroes, there's a strong chance that you're looking at John Romita's work. I mean, he was known for drawing beautiful ladies throughout his career, which is, is on point with a lot of the Spider-Man work with Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. Uh, and he, he started his career in romance comics, and that's how he, how he got those chops. But just look, do yourself a favor and just type in John Romita art into the Google and and see what pops up that's just uh it's just a, a wild and beautiful assemblage of of amazing amazing talent and and literally uh i i typed it in right now just looking and i'm like that image of of uh, the spidey suit in the trash can as peter parker walks away uh you know gloved hands going after spidey the 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 wedding of of mary jane and peter um Fantastic Four stuff, just it's such a, a great uh, kinetic way that that uh, Spidey was drawn. But you know, there's there's also like work that he did on on Batman and other stuff. But uh, Craven the Hunter, uh, his look is John Romita, and just uh, just such a amazing, talented like the to say like he had a legacy is is not understating just how freaking great he is. And uh, just, uh, you know, like he'd retired. So, like, we didn't lose him per se. Like, we got all the stuff that we're going to get. But uh, just hopefully a lot of people know his name and, and know, like, how great he is. Like, Spidey in the rain with lightning around him. He's just, uh, he's just such a such a, a great artist that uh, that is responsible for, for so many things that you enjoy. And, uh it's it's sad uh, all of us have to shuffle the mortal coil at some point and we can only be so lucky to be that prolific and to to pass away at a at a ripe age like 93 so uh, thank you for all your work rest in power good sir daniel's posted gi joe a real american hero comics are going to continue at skybound entertainment uh with writer larry hama who has or hana who, or no hama who has worked on gi joe since 1982 Oh, talk about prolificness. Uh, but Skybound Entertainment, of course, uh, the, the Robert Kirkman uh, comic comic company. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't read G.I. Joe comics, but I know Danny loves that stuff. And, like I said, good news for Marshall, good news for me. Uh, other stuff, Danny's really excited. Gendy Tartakovsky, his primal, gets a third season. You can watch that on the Max. Uh, I've, I've seen probably half the episodes of the first season. Uh, no words for caveman and a dinosaur, but it's, it's, it's primal. It's good. It's enjoyable. And if you're a fan of animation and you're a fan of story, it's, it's right there for you to enjoy. And we're going to get more. We're going to get a third season. Daniel's posted, uh, some images of Aang, Katara, Sokka, and Zuko from the live action Avatar The Last Airbender. All the, all the images look great. 
and and hopefully that live action. I mean, like, the funny thing is because M Night Shyamalan's movie, like it has to be good. There's nothing can be as bad as what Shyamalan did, and that's not incorrect. Uh, but you know the all the all the actors look appropriate uh, and look uh, culturally appropriate, and uh, I, I thought it looked cool. And uh, we'll we'll see what else. Of course, these images came from a whole news roundup that Danny posted. All the to dumb news, and if you're like to dumb, what the fuck is that? It's Netflix having an event saying all the stuff that's gonna happen. And when you watch a Netflix thing, the Netflix logo comes up and it goes to dumb, and they literally just you know onomatopoeia do an entire event where it's to dumb news, and there's lots of stuff. Chris Hemsworth is doing a third extraction movie. I haven't seen the first two, but apparently people like them enough where they're doing a third one. Uh, some Squid Game Season 2 casting news, uh, some stuff that for the actual reality show where they, they made some poor real humans go through a Squid, squid Game thing. Oh, sounds bad. But uh could be enjoyable to watch. Uh, Bridgerton's getting a third season. There's a Kevin Hart and Gugum about the Raw heist movie. Uh, some Cobra Kai 6 information. Apparently it's on hiatus for the WGA, but the cast came in to say they're excited. Uh, there is a movie called three body problem there was a teaser for that january 2024 movie there was a clip for the witcher season three uh the wednesday season two cast did a video uh there was an entire featurette for rebel moon which is one of the things i recommend for tadam you could type that in watch it it's good there was a teaser for one piece which is coming august 31st which is also like that's that's that anime that everybody's like don't don't get into it it's too much there's too much story there's too many books uh, but now, like, you're getting a way to get into it with a, with a live action on Netflix. And, uh, you know, the, the Straw Hat crew, I don't know much about them. But I know that my 10-year-old, for Christmas, got a Straw Hat because he really, really enjoys it. So I'm going to engage with it, at least uh, to have a conversation with one of my children. Uh, FUBAR, the Arnold Schwarzenegger show, apparently is going to get a second season. Linda Hamilton is joining Stranger Things 5. So all of you Terminator fans rejoice there and then uh, there's information on the gal gadot heart of stone movie so yeah uh, a bunch of news and and netflix trying to continue to compete in these streaming wars and and bringing a lot of content that people are are interested in uh danny also posted the craven the hunter trailer this comes out october 6th of this year i don't even know what the f it was i watched as a like danny said a radioactive lion that gives craven powers and He's a bad guy, but he's a good guy, but maybe he's a good guy because he's finding badder bad guys. And, you know, I, I don't I don't even know where to begin. It's it's so weird, strange looking. I have no idea how Sony could do movies like Spider-Verse, you know, the first and second one. And then somehow with, with Venom and Morbius and Craven and whatever the hell they're going to be doing with other stuff, it's just like... I, I don't know who's making these decisions in the in the grand house of Sony. Uh, it has to have some part and parcel to Amy Pascal. But uh, hey, the movie's going to come out, and um, people might see it. Uh, but I don't I don't know. When I think of Craven, I don't think what I saw in that trailer. And uh, I'm not a huge Craven fan. Uh, I think Danny's probably the biggest Craven fan of the three of the hosts. Uh, so, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a movie, and it has Russell Crowe in it. And Aaron Taylor Johnson, so uh, coming a long way from his kick-ass days. So we'll we'll see what it is when it comes out. I probably will not be watching this in theaters and have to catch it whenever it's available in whatever way, shape, or form. 
and uh, there you go. Uh, other news, Dan Stevens apparently is going to replace Justin Roiland as uh, the voice of his character in Solar Opposites. I haven't watched Solar Opposites, but I know a lot of people that really enjoy the show. Uh, it's Adult Swim uh, in the in the realm of the, the comedy styles of uh, Rick and Morty and other shows. And uh, they, they found a way, you know, uh, Justin Roiland is persona non grata because of, of some of his personal life choices. So uh, he's been fired. And this is the first of his roles to, to be recast. And Dan Stevens is great. Freaking Legion and Beauty and the Beast. And I think he was in Downton Abbey and a bunch of other stuff. He's a, he's an immensely talented actor. And uh, now he gets to do some voice work. Good for him. He'll get a, he'll get more paycheck. Uh, other news, Marvel, HBO, and Universal are all skipping Hall H this year. Uh, this has, you know, with the WGA strike, there's, there's not as much content to... To show, there's also rumors that Marvel might be doing their own convention, a la D23 or uh, or Star Wars Celebration. Uh, apparently, Netflix and Sony are probably also not planning anything. So that means you, you're going to get uh, Amazon, maybe Paramount Plus, uh, and, and maybe DC uh, storming the stage with lots of information because it's available. Uh, you know, I I don't know where where San Diego Comic Con stands. I know it is not the event that it grew to be at its apex, uh, but it's still still a con that everybody talks about. It's still a con that someday I would like to go to. People are always shocked when I tell them that I've never been to a San Diego Comic Con. I actually haven't been to that many conventions, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, some of that is courtesy of 14 years in the military, and uh, some of that's just uh. The tickets are hard to get, and you got to find the time off. And uh, also, know I want to go and spend tons of money, and that's often don't have tons of money to spend. So uh, yeah, but if you were going and you're one of those people that loves all the panels of Hall H, it looks like Hall H may have a different presence this year. And uh, that doesn't mean it's going to be bad; just means it's going to be different. Uh, Marvel had their big triumphant return to Hall H last year, gave us all the things, but uh, you have to have things to bring to do the event. Yeah, it does cost money. It is promotion. And sometimes you're just like, ah, we'll just save the money. Or maybe we'll just do our own thing. Who knows? Uh, That's all the news from Danny. There's some other stuff. Roman uh, posted the trailer for the Stan Lee documentary. It's currently on Disney Plus as of June 16th. Uh, I have watched it with my wife, and we enjoyed it very much. Uh, Is it the best Stan Lee documentary I've ever seen? No, it's not. But it's a really, really good one. Um, I did post in the comments some thoughts from Neil Kirby, the son of Jack Kirby, about the doc. Um, I think uh, the conversation should be nuanced and textured, although I really liked Roman's response to me posting that article. And I don't think any of that takes away from the the greatness of Stanley and what he brought to the geek world and who he became and how he built a brand. And uh, I, I like the I like the documentary very much. I think it is worth a watch on Disney+. Plus. Roman also posted the Star Wars Outlaws trailer from Ubisoft. Uh, this game's coming out 2024. This is the open world Star Wars game that rumors abounded about. And Hot Dog, to the animatics, looks so good on this. I mean, there's a freaking droid in an overcoat. And uh, if you told me that that was going to be one of the characters, I was like, oh, okay, it's your old baby. But uh, it's it's rad, and there's a cute animal sidekick named Nyx, and a righteous, also 10-minute gameplay trailer. 
uh, with punching pikes and Mon Calamari criminals and all of it takes place between the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, especially because one thing that happens in the trailer, we're like, hey, isn't that, yeah, it is, okay, well, uh, it just all looks so wonderful, and it's like, although I don't have a video game console, it's games like this where I'm like, damn it, I really wish I had a video game console, uh, but it looks cool, and I, I can't wait till it comes out, and some friends of mine have played it and can tell me how good or great or not so good or not so great it is but oh wow it looks really really good i'm well aware that there are some some conflicts with ubisoft and their uh their corporate uh, uh policies and and uh, the way they fostered relations within i get all that stuff but uh wow this this game looks dope uh, Darren shared a video of the Ecto-1 in New York City for the filming of the Afterlife sequel. Uh, we don't know much about that movie other than uh, they shared a, a Frozen-looking logo and that the movie is slated for December 20th of this year. So I'm sure more news is forthcoming, but seeing, seeing the Ecto-1 in New York City, it is great. And I even saw a thing where uh, some folks had a, a Ghostbusters wedding at the firehouse, and I'm like, <laughs> I like Ghostbusters love. Uh, I know none of the Marshall loves him some Ghostbusters. It's uh it's one of his, his top five franchises. So yeah, I and I like that afterlife movie. And uh I'm I'm curious to see where they go with the next one. Darren also shared a scene from Michael J. Fox's documentary still. It was a good scene. It's interesting. Uh seeing what Michael J. Fox's life was like while while doing uh sitcom and, and Back to the Future. Uh, Darren shared Guillermo del Toro describing making movies as eating a poop sandwich, uh, but that you know del Toro is going to continue with his art, no no matter what, and just hope studios are ready for it at some point. And uh, you know Guillermo del Toro does some really really great amazing things. So I guess uh, I, it makes me sad that sometimes he feels like he's eating a poop sandwich, but uh, hot dog those poop sandwiches lead to some amazing art, uh, and and we are lucky, and we just say thank you, Mr. Del Toro. For the poop eating, I suppose. Uh, Darren also shared the Flash opened with a disappointing $55 million, well below what they wanted that movie to make. Elemental also made only $29.5 million. Uh, but Darren also posted, uh, there was the box offices from last Wednesday, uh, recording this full transparency on the 24th, uh, Saturday. But um, apparently the Flash had already dropped below both Elemental and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And it, it does give me hope that Elemental is going to see an uptick and maybe uh, some word of mouth and, and get more people in butt seeing it. It is one of the, the only kid movies out right now besides Across the Spider-Verse. So uh, hopefully it can do well. Uh, the Flash, uh, yeah, it just is what it is. You know, and uh, uh, it's not even doing good as Shazam, Fury of the Gods, or Black Adam. Oof, oof. That says something. I don't think that's because the movie's actually bad. I just, uh, I don't know. They they took a risk. They took a gamble. They definitely promoted the crap out of it. Although, how you promote a movie when your star is not even showing up until the L.A. premiere. Yeah, all those all those problematics. Uh, it, it is what it is, but oh, wow. Uh, you know, I know there's many, many more people involved in this film besides the actor that I'm not very fond of. Uh, but yeah yeah <laughs> wowie wow wow uh and uh, you know guys like me who love the flash didn't go see a flash movie that says something uh 
Darren also shared a really fun little po- uh, interview with Gary Oldman uh, talking about turning down Edward Scissorhands. Gary Oldman is such an amazing, talented actor. And uh, yeah, man, it, it worked out pretty well for Johnny Depp and for for uh, Tim Burton. But uh, weird, weird a world where Gary Oldman could have been Edward Scissorhands. But he just didn't get it at the time. And that's fair because uh, on paper, uh, through word of mouth, it's a, it's a wonky premise. Uh, BK shared a fun joke about John Connor uh, and making friends with AI. Made me laugh. Thanks, BK, for sharing that. And then finally, Nick shared the news that Carl Urban is apparently going to play Johnny Cage in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I have not heard much uh, beyond that they're they're making it and they want more fights and, and Katana and all that stuff. But hey, Carl Urban, I think uh, he's, he's a little gritty and grisly for Johnny Cage, but... Uh, I, I say that when he's also like been a chameleon and been in so much of the geek content that we enjoy. So, cool. I like Carl Urban as an actor. Uh, so, it, it makes me a little more interested in Mortal Kombat 2. But that's all the stuff from the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. We're going to now turn to some Star Wars news in the Let the Wookiee Win segment. So, starting off, you know, Star Wars is, is omnipresent in my life. You know, I do, I do a geek podcast, but also I, I work at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I work on the Millennium Falcon. And uh, so, it, it's always around. There's always, like, little little anecdotes and funny things I could talk about. But this this particular, like, something I just wanted to share on the podcast happened to me as, a, as I'm sitting in my car and I'm listening to podcasts. Uh, you know, this, this, uh, a lot of the, a lot of podcasts I listen to have advertisements, uh, you know, all the, all the podcasts that aren't mine basically. <laughs> and, uh, this, this commercial pops up for Uber one and it's set to the tune of that song. This is how we do it. Uh, and it, and it's, it's funny because on multiple occasions hearing this, when I first heard it, I was like, Obi-Wan will save you. Obi-Wan will save you. Obi-Wan will save you. And I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? What is this Obi-Wan will save you uh, commercial? And it was the first time I heard it was during a Star Wars podcast I was listening to. And, uh, and then, then all of a sudden I realized it's an Uber one ad. And I was like, oh, I know that's completely accidental, but I wonder if I'm alone in this world. Uh, for just for here and and now now for forevermore the this is how we do it'll be Obi Wan will save you, uh, and thank you Uber One for that. <laughs> also, just uh, you know, I work at Galaxy's Edge, and one of the big things I got, I got to do a guest control shift where basically I just get to be a Star War, roam around Black Spire Outposts and like interact with people, and I had a, a really lovely day uh, from coveting the Theri plush, uh, T-H-E-R-I-I, which is a creature from, uh, Batu and from one other planet, but, uh, you know, Salju, the, the owner of the, the speeder shop there in the outpost, uh, had a Theri, uh, that got way too large, and they have the, the cute little Theri, and they're fuzzy, and they look like potatoes, and when you squeeze their, their hindquarters, their ears flap, and it's, God, it's, it's cuteness overload, and hot dog. Uh, I hope when I go with my younglings uh, in a week that uh, one of them really, really wants one of these because I think it would be really great to have one of those cute little bastards in the house. I also had fun, interacted with the Mandalorian. I have a puffer pig that I carry on me all the time. Uh, but when I when I do GC, I actually get to have him out and about because I'm not in a safety position. And Grogu tried to eat my puffer pig, tried to eat schnitzel, 
And uh, the Mandalorian had to tell Grogu, the little monster, as Danny calls him, that uh, the puffer pig was not food and that he'd find him something to eat. Also just had the, the lovely moment where I realized that the stormtroopers in the outpost uh, can can say puffer pig. Literally came up and said, puffer pig. I just wanted to say that. Uh, and then, But also told me that he'd rather be on cantina duty. And there are so many different things that the stormtroopers say in Galaxy's Edge, which really uh, is just... Uh, that added element on the on the day I was doing GC, the outpost was kicking. Uh, Ray, Chewbacca, R two, uh, the Rebel spy Vimerati. <laughs> so much fun interactions with uh, a perfectly legitimate business person, V Moreno. Um, there were four stormtroopers, not just two, but four. Kylo Ren, a first order lieutenant. Uh, it was just busy, and then Mando was out with Grogu. Uh, with Din Grogu, if you will, and Boba Fett and Fennec Shan were also out. So, like, I think every single one of the characters that can be out in the outpost were. And it just was lovely and great, and it, it really brought me joy. Uh, that sort of thing just makes uh, the outpost that much more alive. When the GC cast is on point, when the villagers are doing their thing, really can add to the ambiance or ambiance of, uh, of the outpost. And uh, I had a lovely, joyous day. And, uh, yeah, good times, good times. It was a fun Star Wars moment. In Star Wars news, uh, we have the news that Mando Season 4's production is pushed to at least November due to the WGA strike. Uh, instead of just pausing, they just set a new date. So hopefully uh, everything is shake, shook out and figured out. Uh, you know, uh, John Favreau did say that Season 4 was already written. But, uh, you know, it's it's bad faith, even if it's written to start production means you a can't do any edits or, or any of that stuff but uh yeah it's it's good good for star wars to have uh solidarity and in that i mean another news story that came out lucasfilm ceo kathleen kennedy did come out uh and openly support the the wga strike uh she uh you know that's a that's a big view from from somebody who's in charge of a, a multi-billion dollar company basically said it on front street you can't do any of this without gray writing is in full support of writers getting what they deserve and uh, i you know a lot of people want to shit on kathleen kennedy i'm not one of them and i i liked seeing uh those those open comments uh, especially because she was you know out there supporting uh indiana jones and the dollar destiny both her and james mingle you know in support of writers uh and fun cute news mark hamill wants luke's force kick to be canon if you don't know what Luke's Force Kick is, go back do yourself a favor. Oh, uh, do the uh, rewatch Jabba's sail barge, and Luke. There is a moment where he just goes to to kick at a an extra, completely misses him, but the guy goes flying anyways. And a lot of a lot of Star Wars nerds, myself included, are just saying, "Oh well, it's a Force Kick." And uh, I like people asking Mark Hamill, and I like him responding. I like his social media presence. I I, I really really appreciate it. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy has also come out and said there are no plans for Kenobi Season 2. If uh, that's that's the hill you want to die on, it looks like we're not going to happen. Uh, the, lots of people coming out saying that Kenobi was always meant to be an encapsulated limited season. And honestly, as much as I love Obi-Wan, as much as I would love to see my boo thing, Ewan McGregor, get to return and do more... I, I really like that Kenobi show, and uh, I don't know that they need to continue 
so, but there, I mean, there's there's opportunities to continue beyond Kenobi, and like Vivian Lyra Blair, the little actress that played young Leia, she wants a spinoff. She's come out and said, "I want a young Leia spinoff," and if you want to do a Lucasfilm, do it while she's still old enough for it to make sense. I loved her as young Leia. I thought uh, transitioning uh, in my brain from her to the the performance by Carrie Fisher was was seamless. I, I see that little girl growing up to be the the general and princess that I that I love. Um, other news: Ming Na Wen. You know, she's done much more than just Star Wars, but you know she's Fennec Shan. So I threw her in the, the Let the Wookiee Win segment. She got a star on the Walk of Fame. So lots of badass women who have done some really badass things getting getting on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and uh, that makes me very very happy. Uh, other news: Tony Gilroy has confirmed uh, cameos for Andor season two. He said some of them are inevitable, but some are possibly surprising, and that there's also some that they can't get for obvious reasons, which I think would be like the Carrie Fisher as Leia, the Mark Hamill as Luke. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, season one that was his big thing, like no cameos. Although there there were some characters that showed up and didn't take away from it. But as we're as we're progressing with time jumps, you know, four time jumps, if you will. Uh, we're going to get more cameos, more characters, and uh, I'm I'm here for it. And in uh, in Kilroy and the Andor people I trust. Other news: Just uh, I realized Dave Filoni, his birthday was June seventh, and then I saw that he was born in 1974, and I was like, hot dog! That guy's only six years older than me. Uh, sometimes I see people like close in age, and I'm like, what have I done in my life? Inevitably, that leads to somebody in my life telling me all the cool things I've done, and they're right. They're absolutely right. I don't regret a thing. I'm a very fortunate and lucky Wookiee. Uh, but I think I was just struck. I, I just didn't realize Dave Filoni was so young. You know what I mean? He uh, will turn 50 next year. And that means that we have a lot of time for uh, him to bring us Star Wars content. And I think ultimately that's a good thing for each and every one of us. Uh, if you didn't hear, there is a fan edit Kenobi film. It's called The Patterson Cut. It's not the easiest thing to get to although there there are ways to watch it basically uh kai patterson he took took the you know six hour plus content of the kenobi show on disney plus and he cut it down to a two and a half hour movie uh, i know some people that watched it and said it was really really good i listened to an entire podcast uh, i think the maker discussed the entirety of it that's probably the most i'm going to engage with this with this fan edit of kenobi i like the six hours if i want to go back and watch it i'm going to watch all six hours Apparently, a lot of the cuts, like you can tell, they're they're mediated with a not not necessarily. I don't want to say agenda of sorts, but you know, there are things that he didn't like. So there's stuff that he took out, and uh, some of the stuff taken out. I just I, I I sort of question the reasons. We have to always be really careful when we're engaging with all this content as fans. Like it's not necessarily bad when things are new and surprising, and uh, it's so hard to take a six-hour show and just like you know cut it more than in half uh but he tried and and did some new stuff apparently some new scenes some new reworking and if it's something that interests you then check it out and the the last little thing there's just been some details on james mangle's star wars film Uh, apparently it's going to be a sort of 10 commandments film meaning you know biblical going way back Uh, it's going to explore how the force came to be known so instead of it being a origin of the jedi movie it's going to be about people realizing that there is this this energy that that binds people together that can be manipulated by some people and uh it's all going to be set 25,000 years before the original trilogy and that just allows for a lot of freedom of storytelling and i think of all the the you know announced stuff 
for Star Wars films. It's one of the ones that I'm the most curious and intrigued and excited for. And uh, we'll see. More details will be forthcoming. Since we said there's two Star Wars films in 2026 and there's one in 2027. And my money's probably on James Mangold's being in 2027 as he is busy doing other things. But that's all the Star Wars news. We'll just uh, get to some Flavor of the Geek. All the other geeky flavors fit to talk about. Uh, I read an interesting article about one of the legacies of the Jurassic Park film was the McDonald's supersize meal. Uh, it was a promotion thing that did dino size, dino size your meal. But after it was done, stuck around and we got supersize. Then we got the documentary Supersize Me. And now uh, you can get, you don't get supersize anymore. You can get a large. Although the fries are still like supersize uh, size. It's just the soda that got a little bit smaller. Um, it's just just a large but, uh, you know, the dino size with those rad collectible plastic cups. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, McDonald's had done, like, Super Size once before with that name uh, as a small promotion. They did a thing with Who Framed Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they did the Super Size. But uh, the dinosaurs came and life found a way. And uh, <laughs> some people got fat. Some fat in riches. Some people fat and cholesterol <laughs> from the from the super size. And I just thought that was interesting. And those sorts of geeky articles are always interesting to me. Uh, Jason Aaron's Punisher run has apparently made some interesting changes to his origin story. I'm not going to spoil it here. But apparently uh, Jason Aaron's Punisher run is very, very interesting and worth reading. And I'll throw it out there. I'm sure it will be collected in trade soon. Uh, I could actually look up real quick if it is collected in trade, so stand by one. So apparently uh, issues 1 to 6 are available on a trade paperback. Uh, it is a 13-issue series by Jason Aaron. Uh, and the 13th, uh, I think, uh, comes out soon or just came out. So uh, it'll be it'll be a moment before before we get the... Because I, I saw articles where people were talking about comments on, on issue 12. So the 13th, I don't think has come out yet. Uh, not not completely sure. Uh, I'm actually seeing, let's see, thoughts on Punisher number 12 in stores now. And this tweet as it loads is, oh, come on, spinning circle of death. Oh, this is great podcasting. But uh, he dropped this May 31st. So that means the 13th one has not dropped yet. But there's uh, some some interesting tweaks to the, the Punisher legacy. And reading it, I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. And I like Jason Aaron and I like the things he does. You know, he did so much for freaking Thor. I uh, did some really great stuff with the Avengers, so uh, I'll be I'll be curious when it's all collected together. I'll definitely be be intrigued to read it. Uh, other news: Dwayne Johnson is returning for a new Fast and the Furious movie, basically Fast X point five. So it'll it'll come out between X and the next film, uh, and and be tied in that. And uh, one has to wonder if Dwayne Johnson just. Uh, with his way he's tried to, to break out and do other stuff, realizes that he's uh, done the best when he's been connected to Fast and the Furious. No, he had issues with Vin Diesel, but uh, apparently he's making a movie without Vin Diesel, or Vin Diesel will probably have a cameo or some some other nonsense. I uh, I don't know anything about these Fast and Furious movies. I watched a new one, although I'm curious about it because I've heard Jason Momoa is given uh, the Joker performance of a lifetime, uh, and I like I like Poseidon, King of the Brosian. Uh, so if, it, if it's available on a streamer somewhere, I may watch Fast X, having not watched any of the other ones, just to see Jason Momoa's performance. But uh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson back to Fast and the Furious, uh, and remaking Moana in live action, and uh, 
Maybe he's, he just he wants to be popular and make his money in proven realms, and it does feel like the Fast and the Furious franchise is one of those situations for him. Other news, there's going to be a live-action Miles Morales film. It is currently in development by Sony. Uh, apparently, they're also developing Spider-Woman. Uh, this information does come from executive Amy Pascal. So, hey, you like Spider-Verse? And, and one of the... Oh, what do they want to say? Consequences or benefits or fortuitous things is a live action Spidey. And could this be the Spidey who ends up uh, going up against the this Rogues Gallery that they've been creating in this in this Sony Spider Verse? Not specifically the animated. I think that lives in its own world, but the the world of Craven and Morbius and Venom. Uh, we shall see. Uh, I, you know, in full transparency, I've, I've been negative about The Flash. I did just because it's somebody who I enjoy and I, I respect their opinion. Stephen King did call The Flash special, heartfelt, funny, eye-popping. I uh, claims as a rule he doesn't like superhero movies, uh, but that, uh, that yeah, he really much enjoyed this one. James Cohen was stoked for the review, confirmed that King got an early screening. So I just wanted to throw that out there uh, for anybody who's like, oh, Wookie, you're just so negative on it. You know what? I like Stephen King. I enjoy his work. Uh, I I don't, you know, just because somebody likes something doesn't mean I'm going to like something or vice versa. But uh, I was curious when I saw that. I was like, huh, and I almost deleted it because it had the other stuff with The Flash. But I was like, I'm just going to keep it in there. We'll we'll mention it. Uh, So he liked The Flash movie. Um, All that content that got removed by Disney, so the, the Willow and the Mighty Ducks game changes and all this stuff, we have confirmation. It was removed for a $1.5 billion content write-off. Uh, as we expected, uh, sort of why, why Hibbo Max and, uh, you know, Time Warner, or not, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, WB Discovery, uh, you know, the that's just the, the nature of the beast. And uh, streaming, they haven't completely figured it out yet. And uh, that's why stuff was removed. So, makes it makes it feel a little dirty. It's sad, uh, but uh, I guess that is the nature of the entertainment business. Uh, Mark Millar has said that the Nemesis rights, uh, Nemesis being one of his very interesting comics, uh, might revert to Netflix soon. Uh, apparently, they already have the rights to the to the material, but WB has the film rights for a year or two longer. So we could see Mark Millar's Nemesis somewhere in the future. And, and Nemesis is a really, really interesting story in so much that it's Batman. But it's not it's not the Batman you know. Uh, you know, it's a creator-owned comic for Mark Millar. And, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Nemesis just is uh, dark and bloody and could be really, really righteous in a movie or or a tv series you know he's he's a super villain and it, it focuses on him but he has he has a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that he could be a hero he just chooses not to and uh you know it being mark miller and mcniven uh i think that could be good news and it would obviously be something that we get on netflix at some point uh angus mclean the director and producer of Lightyear has been laid off from Pixar as well as uh, Galen Sussman who was tied to a lot of Toy Story projects and Pixar things. This is uh, the direct consequence of Disney saying they were going to be laying off people and uh, apparently in the realm of Pixar uh, people people who 
did not did not make the money that they expected have lost their jobs that's sad because angus mclean if you watch there's a documentary about buzz lightyear on disney plus people from pixar are basically saying he's the one responsible for making buzz buzz uh in and that's why he got to be the director of lightyear uh this movie which uh you know, in the Toy Story universe is the movie that Andy saw that made him want a Buzz Lightyear doll in the first place. Uh, I've recently, like yesterday, me and Shawnee watched Lightyear again because he loves, loves, loves that movie. And I'm not sick of it yet. I think it's a really, really good movie. Uh, and I, I don't get why people hate on it. Uh, it's a shame, but uh, hopefully Angus McLean will land on his feet because he's a very, very talented man in the world of animation and there's lots of other companies doing such righteous stuff with animation so hopefully it works out well for him read an article about gal gadot basically saying she feels empowered being free from wonder woman 3 uh, it's given her the right she can still be an, an actress for hire if she wants to but uh she can work on things that she's passionate about and that she has freedom about and not locked into an ip like dc uh but it's sad because she was such a great wonder woman uh even even seeing her in movies besides the Wonder Woman movies, like she shows up, she's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, she got the the booster career that she needed from playing Diana from Themyscira, and now she gets to be free and good for her. I want her to feel empowered. Uh, I don't know her personally, but I have met her with my work at Disneyland, and the, the time I did, she was lovely, and not just pretty. She just seemed like a really nice person. So good for her. Uh, Disney is apparently developing a Hocus Pocus 3 movie. Uh, that Hocus Pocus 2 movie on Disney Plus apparently did really well for them. We started watching it. We didn't really enjoy it. I'm not sure if Heather finished it. I certainly didn't. Uh, did not have the magic for me of that first Hocus Pocus movie. Uh, but hey, people liked it. You'll get a third one. You get the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters return. Uh, and hopefully the plot is a little bit better. Uh, Miyazaki Hayao's final Studio Ghibli film uh, will be a secret until its release. All we know is it's titled How Do You Live? Uh, there's a poster of a bird. Uh, it does arrive in theaters in Japan July 14th. There are no foreign release dates revealed as of yet. But uh, yeah, uh, final final uh, Miyazaki film and uh, uh, end of an era. But hopefully he just goes out with a, another banger of a film. Uh, and geeky stuff, you know, Flavor of the Geek. Uh, just recently, in the I like to listen to some podcasts about like the stars and the galaxy. Uh, and uh, was clued into this thing called the, the Messier Object Catalog. Uh, basically all these, these uh, things found by this man named Messier. That's M-E-S-S-I-E-R. Uh, but if you type in Messier Object Catalog Galaxy Images, just you're welcome for just some dab gum beautiful images of galaxies and 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 uh, cosmic phenomenon. Just so so dang great. So look it up, Messier Object Catalog Galaxy Images, and you're welcome. Uh, Captain America Four is now called Brave New World. It's no longer called New World Order. Uh, with this, uh, image was released of Harrison Ford and Anthony Mackie on set. Uh, Harrison Ford uh, describes working on the film as fun, but not fun fun, but but work fun. <laughs> so uh, Harrison Ford just uh, doing all sorts of stuff. And hey, playing in the MCU is uh, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. And I mean, it, it's sad that we don't have William Hurt with his passing, you know, last March. 
but uh you know it, i i think that there's lots of great stories to be told with that character he is a really really interesting character in the comics so i'm glad that they they found an actor to continue on and give us some more from this character and uh, brave new world is a is a good good title gives me very aldous huxley vibes very sci-fi dystopia though i don't think that's what this movie is going to be about that new world order was actually a really good title too but you know uh changing it and uh, new world order does give some some strange connotations with the current political climate so i maybe there's some changes for those reasons too uh chris hemsworth himself uh mr thor is bummed that scorsese and tarantino are not fans of him or uh, specifically not fans of the mcu uh, did talk about Love and Thunder. He said that it may have been too silly, that they may have had too much fun on set. Uh, but, you know, whenever he sees negative things, he takes it to heart. He's not sure if he's done playing Thor. He said that if uh, if it was a new fun direction, if there was one final swan song, he might be back. And also, it's a, a lot of work to get in the shape that he does for those. And he's got those extraction movies with uh, Netflix and other things. So, uh Hopefully he gets to work with some amazing, talented directors in his future. But uh, I thank him for all the great content that, that I've gotten to enjoy, especially Thor Ragnarok. Oh, damn it. If uh, if the price to be paid for Thor Ragnarok was Love Thunder and silliness and having too much fun and it not being quite as good as the as Ragnarok, although I, I perfectly enjoy Love and Thunder, uh, hey, all worth it. Um, other news is Super Mario Brothers. Uh, huge success for Nintendo and illumination uh it, it had its debut but it is it has made all 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 a l l all capital letters me screaming into the into the geek sphere it has made all of the money it's it's rised the charts of of top grossing films uh it has been very very successful for illumination uh, and since its debut in April, it's milestone after milestone, but it's past the one billion mark uh, at the global box office. Uh, it's made more money than Frozen, but at one point three three nine billion dollars, it it came right below um, Frozen Two uh, with one point four five billion. And uh, in terms of being the the highest grossing animated movies of all time. You know, it's uh, the remake of The Lion King is in the lead with 1.66 billion, but like being number three and being uh, this this silly movie about a, a a classic video game character, it's just done so great, and uh, I can't wait. I literally was watching uh, they're they're having like uh, Blu-ray releases and all that stuff. There was a commercial that popped on the telly today, and I was like, oh, I just can't wait for this to hit one of the streamers and be able to watch it whole bunch of times with the boys because i really really enjoyed that movie i thought it was very very much magic and with that in mind there there is news that uh illumination is going to be doing a zelda movie uh the news comes from jeff snyder who is uh he breaks news uh, he has a podcast called the hot mic which he does with john roca but uh apparently they're they've worked out the rights now <laughs> illumination is going to have to pay a lot more money to do a Zelda movie, uh, I think doing a Zelda movie is much different than doing a Super Mario Brothers movie, but that's the world that Illumination is working in now, making these classic Nintendo animated and hopefully another Super Mario Brother movie. One can hope. Uh, as revealed by Tony Hawk and confirmed by director Jeff Rao, 
Nine Inch Nails is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are composing music for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Uh, they have won Oscars for the Social Network and Pixar Soul. So hey, the movie the movie for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles looks great, and uh, the music probably will be fire as well. Uh, there is a rumor that Bill Skarsgård is going to play Swamp Thing. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a grain of salt. This is another Jeff Snyder scoop. Uh, what I will say is I'm in for this movie regardless because let's be honest it's swampy but also James Mangold writing and directing uh, but I do think Skarsgård could bring something interesting because let's face it he's a very interesting actor uh, and uh, yeah I I just want a really dang good Swamp Thing movie in, in James Gunn's revamped DC Universe and uh, I hope it happens. Uh, there is news. Uh, Sony fixed sound mixing and new versions of the Spider-Verse sent to theaters. Uh, I talked about this in the spoiler review uh, with uh, with uh, Blue and uh, and my special guest. Uh, suffice to say, the first time I saw it, there was a couple sound issues, especially at the very beginning of the film. Second time I saw it, a uh, little bit more of a low-rent theater and no sound issues. So I'm glad that they, they jumped on that real fast and didn't let that be part of their legacy. Anybody saying that the sound was wonky. They, they worked on that. Uh, if you did not know, this year Man of Steel is turning 10 years old. Uh, you know, it's a, an interesting conversation to be had. A lot of people hate the movie. A lot of people like the movie. Uh, I fall into the light camp. Uh, but it did introduce uh, a lot of toxic fandom uh, into, into the geek conversation. Um, you know, I would give the movie probably four, four point two out of five stars. I think it's really, really good. But uh, with Man of Steel, you know, ten years ago, that and not to say that there wasn't toxic fandom before, but in responses to that film and choices made, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people got toxic, and uh, that toxicity in my city has continued. So uh, yeah, if uh, you haven't watched Man of Steel lately, it is available on Max. Maybe go back and watch it. It's his 10-year anniversary and see if you feel the same, feel different. Uh, maybe there'll be a conversation on the podcast at some point. Although we talked a bit about Man of Steel in uh, 350, the the torment of the DC live action. So I do not know, but I just wanted to share that. Uh, Foundation, which is a show I've been on the podcast saying how much I loved the first season of it. Second season on Apple TV Plus, July 14th of this year. And I'm really, really stoked to to dive back into this this uh, lovely, lovely uh, show based on a classic set of Isaac Asimov books. Oh, please and thank you. Really, really stoked. Uh, in other news, Andy Muschietti is going to be directing Batman: Brave and the Bold. Don't feel, don't cry for him uh, with uh, what's going on with the Flash, because uh, whatever working relationship, whatever skill, whatever. Uh, relationships with actors he's had uh he's found a place in the dc universe and he gets a chance to direct a batman movie to do damian wayne and batman and uh hey it could be really really cool i uh would like to see a lighter tone i haven't seen the flash movie to know what his tone was in that but uh i think the damian wayne's a pretty dark character though so i don't know but uh if you like andy muschietti style uh he's gonna be continuing the dc world whether you like it or not, I suppose. Also, there was a... Well, actually, this has nothing to do, so I shouldn't say also, but... Netflix dropped the trailer for Nimona. This is an animated movie coming out June 30th. 
Uh, and the animation and story looks so cool. I dig it's based off a graphic novel. I dig that the, the title character may or may not be a villain. I dig that there's a hero that may he may have been in a LGBTQIA plus relationship with the with the hero that's after him. I like the character in Nimona. I like the the reveal of, of what's going on with her. I love that this is a uh, based off a graphic novel. I love that it's connected to folks from Big Hero Six and Monsters University and and just to animate like I love that we live in a world where they're just getting to see so many different things with animation and this animation looks fresh and crisp and rad uh it's it's got elements of things you've seen and and looks like it's got elements of stuff we haven't uh sometimes outright cartoony sometimes outright photorealistic it you know it's a an interesting blending and i cannot wait to see this movie uh about a week it'll be on netflix and uh i hope i hope it's as good as that trailer makes it look uh Two more things, Deadpool 3 with all the things being moved back. Don't don't cry completely, Deadpool 3 got moved forward. So uh, now it's going to be uh, May 3rd of 2024. So celebration, Deadpool 3 moving forward. I think previously it was in November. I don't have that that date right in front of me and I'm, I'm scrolling through. Scroll, scrolling through my things now. Burr, 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 burr. Scrolling through the news now. Boo, 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 boo. One with the force and the forces with me. Oh, I'm a news wookie. Don't know why I'm singing. I guess it's because I'm vamping, but we're getting Deadpool 3 May 2024. It was November 18th. Uh, so, finally, finally found that in there. I should have just done a. A search but instead I scrolled <laughs> I was a scroll that's the the real uh the real news of secret invasion I was a scroller the whole time and that's just the last news thing people hot mad about uh secret invasion this isn't spoilers in any way shape or form other than me telling you I saw the first episode and I liked it it's different it's wild but the, the opening sequence is strange, computer animated, and it's come out that it was completely done by AI. And in a world where we're all discussing what AI can do, it can give us some weird, uh, unsettling, uncomfortable uh, images of things morphing into scrolls. And that's exactly what they did. And uh, it is it has sparked a lot of commentary from some people because people feel very, very strong about AI art and it definitely is a conversation that needs to be had uh it was done in the, the opening sequence it has nothing to do actually with the show so i don't really care uh it was weird and different and i didn't necessarily like it uh but that's fine because when you watch a streamer it gives you a chance to skip that sort of thing so you just skip it move on to the meat and potatoes of old man nick fury and scrolls and not trusting nobody and uh that first episode was not just good it was good enough to to have me hook line and sinker in for whatever the spy espionage uh alien sci-fi story is going to give us for six episodes of a limited series i uh, i like it very very much but friends that's all the news we did it we did it over an hour but we did it we're here so uh, you know the drill at wookie riot on twitter and instagram Send me an email, laughitupfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. Buy some merch, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh-it-up-fuzzball. Or just search laugh it up fuzzball for words in the search bar of tpublic. You can find our designs. Podcast hosted through Spotify for Podcasters, which is uh, 
the anchor is part of that network anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball uh but they they do all the work to get the podcast to the way you're listening to it right now and uh, hopefully it is just as easy as i imagine it is for you i know it is for me through apple Podcasts. and speaking of if you do apple Podcasts, drop a review drop some stars drop some words help help the algorithm notice a poor little wookie doing a geeky news on a saturday night and and doing other great conversations with friends uh for almost seven years uh if you're on spotify subscribe please if we could get to 100 and get those ads back making the the little ducats that'd be cool um and i think that's all the stuff join join the laughing up fuzzballs facebook group be part of the community join the chat or don't join the chat uh but hey thank you for being a listener and if i threw a podcast inviting everybody i knew you could see that the guests would probably be blue and maybe marsh or danny thank you for being a listener don't 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 ttfn wookie out bye bye friends till the next one